0: What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. It's nice to see you, Justin. Great to see you, Paul. Welcome to this episode of in the Flames, everyone's favorite Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys. By the fans, that is us. As always, intro and outro music is provided by Oceans Over Airplanes. Check them out over at OceansOverAirplanes.com. And this week, we are blessed to have a special guest with us. Everyone knows him. Everyone loves him. He is one of the three gentlemen that brings you solar panel each and every week. He is the one, the only, Mr. Greg Esposito. Greg Espo!
1: What is up, gentlemen? We're finally making this happen. he's at the Took most inconvenient time for <laughs> me possible. I am sitting in a hotel room in Boston at 12.21 a.m. So, uh, so that's how much I appreciate you guys, is that I'm actually... Uh, Putting forth some effort to do this with you, so.
2: And that's how inconsiderate we are. <laughs> oh,
1: that's all right. I, well, I already knew that. I mean, so. this you is the first time we hung said... out at at twelve a.m. So. It's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but right? it's
2: appropriate
1: in Las Vegas.
2: Well,
0: that's true. That, that is also true. <laughs> okay, you guys done? You guys done with that? Nope. We
1: good? You yeah, did? It, was, it was fun. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Huh?
0: Friendly banter. <laughs> did, were you, did you just say it was fun like you're done you're out yeah now. That was it. that's all we need that's all we, we just want to be able to put it in the in the in the in the headline, so people like <laughs> click listen and once Espo's gone we're like whatever you already listened for a minute so we've got you captured we're yep
2: set. and we'll just loop it periodically that's, that's through way we do it that's it the way
1: we do for it for easy central with that kind of thinking jeez
0: Oh, yes. super fakes. We're 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 getting into yes. This will be the clickbaity episode of fanning the flames because we'll just say Espo and then he'll be gone and then people will click. But we'll get into the clickbaity stuff. We'll get into it because it was the day, perhaps a week of bad takes and clickbait when well, it comes to the Phoenix Suns. August really sucks for basketball coverage, <laughs> which is probably why we've been gone for like three weeks. Paul and I for the past three weeks have been like, "Hey, you want to record this week? Yeah. yeah. What have we been talking about? No." <laughs> We'll do it next week. We're like, okay. do we
2: really want to do a whole episode on a bunch of uh, uh, gym workout videos? Could I we can't, do it?
0: I can't, I, we could have. <laughs> I, I kind
2: of did.
1: You, you guys should uh, skip the entire month of August of solar panels. That, then if uh, <laughs> if you don't want to listen to all that kind of talk, because it's, uh, it's about all I there just skip is. I the Wednesday ones. Oh, I, I, <laughs> Jeez, I mentally skipped the Wednesday ones, so that's all right.
0: <laughs> Everybody wins. Everybody wins. So – All right. Yeah, well, let's 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 get into the little bit of sons that we can listen to. But first, I'll remind everybody that you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Sosa's Paul at Dervish of World. Espo is
1: at Espo. Very easy.
0: I love it. I'm I'm
2: very impressed that you were able to get that because there's probably a lot of other Esposito's and that want that name.
1: I can't tell you uh, what it took to get that, but it was uh, some effort, and it did not hurt that I was working for the team at the time. So,
0: Oh, oh interesting. Very interesting. Um, and the pod, which was very easy to get, at Fan the Flames NBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff, too. Rate, review, subscribe if you're so inclined. Okay. You know, I, I initially, we were kind of, Putting together a rundown like we usually do moments before we start recording. And I had initially written out some discussion about maybe the FIBA World Cup. We've got a couple of sons playing in it, obviously. But I kind of want to just jump into clickbait, what hot, bad take, <laughs> clickbait, bad take, Phoenix Suns weekend, I'll call it. I just, yeah, that, that works. Um, and in case you all don't know what we're, we're talking about, and I'll have to admit, I've only been apprised of at least one of these just moments ago, but there have been some horribly, horribly horrific, repetitive, yes, but deserves it horribly horrific takes on the Phoenix Suns this week. We had from, was it NBC Sports? Yes. Is that right,
2: Paul? NBC Sports, yep.
0: Dan Feldman questioning whether winning 34 games after winning 19 games would really be worth it. I know Dave King uh, did a great write up on it, Bright Side of the Sun, but I'd like to delve into that a little bit. We've got, uh, as Espo pointed out to me earlier before we started recording, AZ Central spo- <laughs> citing the ever reliable sportskita.com uh, and bringing up some potential trades of devin booker is that is that am i getting that generally correct there espo
1: yeah and uh, you know whenever i'm looking for good well-sourced material i go to sports kedia and i really appreciate when my local newspaper slash reputable website is uh then citing said uh sports kedia for for an article that's always uh it's always really, really exciting for me when I can uh, get a source of a source of a source of a source with no sources. So,
0: and 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 I'll, I'll just interject momentarily here and point out that it's not even Sports kedia, which gives it then at least like a Wikipedia type of vibe. Which you know, as unreliable as it can be, let's be <laughs> honest. We all look at Wikipedia constantly. We want to get information, <laughs> but it's Sports keda K E E D A. Just out there because probably because Sports- you, you taken.
2: really want to give
0: them clicks sorry sorry yeah you know what <laughs> i do i do I maybe maybe that's secretly my my website i created is is it
2: built in flash <laughs> have you
0: ever gone to the space jam website whoa it still exists hold on let's go back to <laughs> Espo. was just saying he's on their website i want i want to hear the immediate feedback
1: I mean, it, it, it's amazing. They have a 10 years banner. So I, I assume that means Sports Sportskita or whatever the heck this website is has been in existence 10 years. So that must mean something. I, I don't know what, but something.
0: Sounds Funny. like sounds like somebody started it like when like when, it was like an AOL profile initially. <laughs> wow, that's way more than ten years ago though, huh? Jesus Christ, getting old. Yeah, that um, would be
1: twenty five years in <laughs> in the biz.
0: Twenty five. That's like,
2: yeah, about that.
0: Thank you, thank you, Dynamite Drop. <laughs> I was going to say
2: thirty five, and I'm like, I wasn't that young.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Let's let's rate it in. Let's rate it in. Just just a touch here, Paul. Paul exa- Paul nope. so excited that Esbo's on. I can tell. He's just so excited. I'm just um, excited I don't have to talk to you solely. Okay, yes. Well, <laughs> feelings mutual, my friend. Um, and then the other thing that comes up, if you, if you, as of right now, at 10, 9.28 Arizona time on Monday, September 2nd, 12.28, thank you, Espo, Eastern time, if you Google Phoenix Suns, the top three articles that come out, one is what we were just discussing. The second one is whether the Suns should re-sign Joe Johnson for a year. So, again... It's clickbait, bad take weekend for the Phoenix Suns. So, let's let, which one do we want to jump on first? Which one do we want to jump on first? Do oh, we Oh, jump jumping on? on a
1: grenade! They all they all sound like a bad idea. But uh, uh, you you guys pick. Uh, let me know. I can rant on any of these. <laughs> Paul,
0: why don't we go with since it's the oldest one? Let's go with Dan Feldman. And I think this yeah. one will probably be well. Maybe it won't be the quickest. These could all be very quick um, because. You can only you can only rag on something so much, but Dan Feldman came out on NBC Sports earlier this week, put out an article, and the biggest takeaway, I guess, perhaps the conclusion that he reached after you know crapping on the Suns for a good you know couple hundred, few hundred words there, was: Would going from 19 to 34 wins really feel that much better? Especially considering the downgrade in lottery odds. I don't think so. Again, Dave King did an excellent job explaining why this made no sense. And I, I but I couldn't help myself and want to just at least express some of my frustrations with really the Danny. part where he's talking about <laughs> would going from nineteen to thirty four wins real feel really feel that much better? Yes. Yes. Why would it not feel much better? I that I guess that's probably the bigger takeaway is what in his head makes, makes it seem like that wouldn't be better? I mean, you're almost doubling your win total. You know what? If they went to 29 wins, that would still feel good because it's more wins than last year. First
2: time in four years where we actually had a better record than the previous season.
1: Right. And And it's all about foundation, too. Like, why is this? Why is this so lacking nuance in general this summer from national media? Like, you're not going to build a championship contender out of from a 19 win team. You have to take a step. Everybody was excited about the Kings last year, uh, even on the national end. Well, that was because they took a step forward and the Suns have to take a step like that before they're actually going to be back in the playoff discussion. I don't understand why this is so difficult for national writers to wrap their heads around.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the same mindset because it's just like they've been on the collect assets cycle for god knows how long it hasn't been successful so
0: but well well, i mean can you really say it hasn't been successful
2: well it hasn't been like oh they're the oklahoma city thunder where they got three mvps who are on their team and they go from got star player star player star player okay now we're good like, that's... De- DeAndre Ayton only played one year, buddy. Let's not say he's not an MVP yet. I'm not saying he's not an MVP yet. And he could be, for all we know. Granted, I don't know the last time a big man was an MVP. Maybe this year with Anthony Davis. But, um... It's just... Yeah, there's there's incremental progress that you need to see. And particularly in a loaded West as it is, any type of improvement would be, would be great. I mean... Yeah, they could still be thirteenth in the West, but have thirty something wins, which would
0: suck and be awesome at the same time. And and I think Paul, you, you said it before we started recording. I think before we got on with Espo too, but I think it goes to exact point that Espo is making, and that is and you're making too, but the way you said it I think was perfect. What, you you think that if we don't win fifty something games, it's not worth winning more games? It's either you win three times as many, or you just stay the same. Is that is that how it should operate? Because that makes zero 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 sense. That only works if you uh, bring in Steve Nash. Well, we don't know that yet. No, we don't I'm know not. that
2: yet. No, but I'm just saying that happened. I know what you're saying,
0: <laughs> right? And I, I've said before, you know, nobody expected that. 0-5. 03, 03, 03, 04. 04, <laughs> okay. Are you sure? I feel like yes. that's too late. Was it 04 Yeah, it was after we graduated. Oh, that's right, because I was driving down. I remember, distinctly remember driving down to my first year of law school, listening to the Suns game, being like, oh, wow, they're playing really well so far. Okay, thank you. Now, okay. I, have, now I have a point of reference for the rest of my life. Thank you, gentlemen. You're welcome. So nobody expected the Suns to make that leap that 0405 season. Um, nobody's expecting them to make great leaps. Or maybe even if you're expecting them to make great leaps, you don't think they're great leaps because you're Dan Feldman. But, nobody expected to make those leaps this year, but who knows what's going to happen. I think that, and, and this is something that we've talked about on the pod before, too. When comparing this team to teams in the past, you really can't, because it's a completely different team. Right. Like, the, outside of three players, four if you include Kobo, we're a completely different team. Right,
2: from who started last season. And I mean, I just look at it just from the standpoint of... Never mind, I lost my thought. <laughs>
0: Straight up lost. Exactly oh, we're in mid-season form, Paul. I love it. I love it.
1: I, I just it, it, to me, it's like saying, "Well, you had you had a terminal illness, and, and now you have a cold. But is it really worth it? Because you know, well, you're going to get less attention and less medical attention. So maybe you should just be full blown sick instead of just." having that cold like i just, it to me i i just i don't understand it i I really it's just easy to crap on the suns right now because it's it's almost it's almost muscle memory at at this point for people so so trying to do anything and give them any credit for what they've done seems extremely difficult uh, especially for national writers And, and i Honestly, it, it it's kind of lazy, in particular, this argument where you can't just take that one step mentally and go, well, of course, it's better to win 34 games because your fan base is about to revolt if if they have another 19 win uh, season. And you have a front office that, that doesn't seem all that excited about draft picks anyways, as they proved by trading back in this most recent draft so so why would lottery odds matter all that much and as we've seen they they really don't i mean the pelicans weren't weren't one of the worst teams in the west last year and they still wound up with the number 1 pick so just because you win 34 doesn't mean you can't still wind up with with a great lottery pick
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent point. And, you know, I'm happy you brought up the the fan aspect of it, too, because one thing that I've noticed, and maybe it's just, maybe it's isolated to the Twitterverse, I don't know. But when you get these horrible takes coming out, at least Suns fans start agreeing on something. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Because Suns fans are like bickering spouses. I mean, whether we go back to the Aiton versus Donchick thing, which I don't want to go back to, and I just said his name on our podcast, my bad. Um, but we go back to that, or we go back to the hiring of James Jones, or we go we go to Robert Sarver. Okay, most of the Suns fans agree on that one. Maybe there's a couple outliers. I don't know who they might be. Maybe one's sitting here right now. I don't know. But... Point being, or we go to the Devin Booker version Donovan Right. There's, there's, Sorry. Guys, well, don't. I think that's I actually think that's <laughs> one of the ones that 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 tends to bring Suns fans together too. But maybe Suns fans as, as a group need these unifying forces. Something to actually give us something to rally together about. Because Wins again, will we're do like that. we're like bickering spouses at all times, and it drives me insane. And I've said it a number of times, and thankfully, I haven't got as much backlash about it as I probably could, but we oh, we're,
1: we're, we're worse than bickering spouses. This is like we're, Lord we're, of the flies. Like we're, uh, it's a, it, it another, uh, you know, 1921 season and, and people are going to really start losing it on each other. And it, it it's already not pretty. I think it get it goes to a whole nother level.
2: Actually, I don't know if they'll lose it on each other. I think they'll just become apathetic.
1: Well, I mean, that's also that that's also a possibility. But I feel like if apathy was really going to kick in, it would have over the last four years. I I think right now you're getting the really diehards, you know, the kind of people that talk about this team at 1230 in the morning for some God awful reason (laughs) in (laughs) September. But uh, and and. And the infighting is there. I think you've already lost the casual fan.
2: Oh, I'm I'm talking about apathy of the, of the hardcores.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could I I could totally see that, and that's why it's definitely worth uh, winning 34 instead of 19 and showing some hope because uh, hope's the ultimate drug in, in anything. I mean, uh, when when there is no hope, uh, I mean that's when. Uh, when everything goes out the window, but that hope as, and I quote this far too often, as everybody knows, my love of, of all things, superhero and in particular Batman, but Bane's quote that without hope, there's no true despair. Well, you know, that's because it's tough to get crushed if there's no hope that, uh, (laughs) about things. So, I I mean, I think Suns fans just long for the chance to be crushed again, by this team in some way because they were uh, they were very good at it with uh, with us for decades and then we lost that that ability to actually even have hope that they were going to be gonna be good over the last uh, uh, pretty much in reality the last nine years so uh, I think a lot of us are latching on to just the the chance that we'll see something entertaining this year
0: yeah that's a that's an interesting way of looking at it I, I haven't really thought about it from that perspective but as I sit here right now, and I've let this, this, this sink in for about eight seconds after you said that, Espo, I do kind of miss the feeling of you know having my heart ripped out of my chest by the Suns during the playoffs every year. Because <laughs> at least I was having my heart ripped out of my chest during the playoffs, and I had some exciting moments <laughs> leading up to it.
1: Well, I mean, did we did we piss off the basketball gods because we got so frustrated and, and burned out on? always being the bridesmaid, never being the bride. And we were like, fine, screw it. We just want something. And and instead of actually getting a winner, like a championship, we got the polar opposite where it was like, you're not even going to get close. To to having that feeling of being let down, you're just going to have nothing, and, and and I think this is I think we've all uh, all can atone and go. We'll take twenty plus years of making the playoffs and not winning it all uh, over having to deal with almost a decade straight of not even sniffing the playoffs.
2: We'll just make it that much more enjoyable when we
0: finally do get back. Oh, look at Paul. Look at Paul <laughs> being optimistic. I felt like that was optimistic, Paul. That was optimistic. I coach. Agree,
1: but I, I've always I've always wondered this if this team oh. gets to the pinnacle, right? They win a championship. Let's say Booker Ayton, they're everything we, we hope. They win a championship in the next uh I six mean in the next you know, five, six years. What, what do we all do at that point? Like, have, <laughs> I've thought this through a few times and I'm like, <laughs> I have, I have no clue at that, like, it's going to be amazing for, you know, a, a two, three month period. And then it's going to set in that, well, I've spent 30 plus years of my life pining for this in some way. And now I have it. And what is that even like, do you, do you lose identity as, as Phoenix Suns fans at I, that ask point? Red Sox fans? I, well, I can, and I I am in a place where I can easily ask a lot of Red Sox fans that uh, uh, you know. So, like, I I I'd happily take that over uh, over having discussed losing basketball constantly. But it's just one of those things that that stuck out to me too, is uh, because now I, I realize we were immensely spoiled for all those years, and I would uh, give anything to uh, to get back to that again. You know.
0: I think if we get to that point, we'd then simply change our. You know, let's let's look like this. We get there, we win a title, and then things turn, start going back downhill. Then at least at that point, when we're sitting around doing things like this, we'll say, "Remember the remember those years. Remember that year we won the title." As opposed to remember the fucking hip check. Remember goddamn David Stern. Remember the oh see, see? Then we wanna get angry in our in our reminiscence. We would still be happy in reminiscence.
1: No, we'd still get angry, I think. We'd just be Yeah, but we got that title at least. So Yeah. Different different type of anger. <laughs> All right.
0: It should be more than one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's let's go. I want to go now to how about uh I won't even say where it came from because everyone that listens to this probably would be able to ascertain where this one came from, but the sun should re-sign Joe Johnson for one year because, you know, he showed out during the big three tournament or league or whatever. Don't we have a full roster? Is is that, is that your reasoning to not (laughs) sign him, Paul? No, I'm just saying, don't we have a full
1: roster? What's the point? Yes. But if the sun's, uh, if the sun's front office, listen to this particular site that, uh, uh, they will have would have signed sixty to seventy five people this off season based on, <laughs> on this template. Uh, yes, the Suns should have re-signed Joe Johnson to at least a one-year deal In 2005? ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> ten, fourteen years ago. Yeah, they should have, they should have re-signed him then. Now does no, absolutely nothing and and does not make me feel any better about the fact that they did not. Do that, yeah, years ago. So, yeah, great. Yeah, you you got a few clicks out of sign out of Amari too. That that actually was one that happened. It, uh, an article that was written uh, a month ago. I, I literally think it's just templatized, and somebody becomes available, and they just plug in name and <laughs> stats, and then rerun <laughs> the damn thing. Like it, it, it's ridiculous to me. Don't get me, yeah, don't get me started on page view. I'll get, I'll get real nerdy and and real. Uh, angry about the way the internet's set up and why we're subjected to this kind of crap and it's, it's the simple fact that everything uh, monetary wise is tied to page views rather than time on site on the internet and i won't go down that rabbit hole but that is my uh, my quick viewpoint on it so
2: i just always maybe once a week probably at most particularly during like the height of the season like I'll be scrolling through like Bleacher Report or one of those aggregator sites, and I'll see a headline. And I'm like, oh, "That sounds interesting," and I click on it, and I'm like, "Shit! Never mind. That was a waste of time. I gave them a page view they didn't deserve." I just, <laughs> I've just
1: been had. Yeah, I guess. Like,
2: I, I didn't see the byline under the little window on my when I was scrolling through the app of
1: where what's I always worry. I'm just bitter because you know, I you know, I was in the business. I don't do it full time now, and you see some of the stuff, and I'm like, people are actually getting paid, even a small amount, to do this. This is ridiculous. But uh, I think uh, it's it, it. I, it, uh yeah, I think you guys could tell my frustration with uh with we some of this stuff in particular and and the the egos that come with certain people that do this kind of stuff as if as if it's some gift to the <laughs> to the internet yeah. gods is the is the other amazing thing to me as well
0: We should set up like an aggregator site where whenever somebody clicks on that website's story it shows up but then it rickrolls them <laughs> Right? <laughs>
1: yes yes.
0: Well, isn't it a Rickroll in and of itself? Mm. So it's maybe like a double Rickroll. Did you know
1: <laughs> Rickroll? Yeah.
0: The meta Rickroll, an uber Rickroll. Speaking of Rickrolls, off topic. That actually took us a while. To that get off did. Topic. Espo, wow. Having a guest keeps QA. us on topic. Yeah, yeah. it's because I'm that. over here trying to wave at you and stop talking over Espo. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Did you guys see? I'm just the, trying to get a word in. Did you did you guys, guys talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Did you guys see the Padres Rickroll, the, the Red Sox fans at the yes. Padres Red Sox game? Did you see that, Espo?
1: Yes, it was spectacular. I, I'm all for that uh, that kind of stuff. So,
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. For those of you who might not have seen that, look it up because they played Sweet Caroline like they always do at the Red Sox games in Boston. And, of course, there are 8 million Red Sox fans at a Padres game because who wouldn't want to be in San Diego at this time of year if you live in Boston or anywhere, really? And... They rickrolled them, and it was glorious. It was executed perfectly.
1: Perfect, I, I perfectly. actually am all in on this uh, rickrolling people on clickbait sites. Like, I'm I, I'm 100 just creating a site like this. I'm 100% in on this because not only uh, can you make some money off of the fact that you're clickbaiting uh, things, but then you're also uh, trolling the entire fact that there's clickbaiting sites. I think this is a, a, a brilliant money-making scheme here.
0: Yes. I feel, yes.
1: Like,
2: I feel like the onion, Trademark. Needs, the onion got it. needs to create like a <laughs> sub site that is basically designed as like clickbaity with like legitimate titles of articles that will get people to click on them. And like it starts off as like a real article and
0: then devolves. <laughs> <laughs> so they like take an actual article but change it. Through, well, no, l- they, they l- write it from in? a
2: serious perspective and then like it devolves into lunacy.
0: I like it. Look at look at us like late night, <laughs> late night, brilliant ideas on fanning the flames. Something you don't get anywhere else, folks. Mostly uh, because most lit- people I'm record lit- it at a regular time.
1: Well, and, and, right. and most people uh, have formats to their shows, so well, yeah, that helps. Well, well, <laughs>
0: Losers.
2: <laughs> format, format.
0: All right, well, hey, we'll we'll talk about this. If everybody sees a new website pop up in the next few months that that is uh, rickrolling people, you will you know where that came from. Sportsies. it is. <laughs> what? Okay, Paul. Okay. Um, you know what? Hey, let's uh let's do uh let's take a quick break here. We've been rolling for a touch, and we'll get back and talk more about clickbait, bad take, Phoenix Suns weekend. And other things, Phoenix Suns in September. Okay, during the break, Paul Paul thankfully told us he remembered what he forgot. So I'm going to, against my better judgment, let him tell us what he forgot he was going to say earlier. Better be good, Paul. All right, so <laughs> what I forgot
2: was my biggest gripe right now with national media, particularly their and their coverage of the Suns, is I wouldn't say to a man, but... Very consistently, when they're throwing out predictions and whatnot, they're throwing out significant improvements for the Suns, but still just completely shit over the moves that get them to those significant improvements. And it's just the dichotomy of that is what's really annoying to me of like you're saying, oh, they're going to improve by 15 games, but everything they did still sucks. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's that's a that's a fair point 'cause it's like, okay, so if the moves are so crappy, how are they how are they improving? Yeah. Logically it doesn't exactly. make sense.
1: Exactly. Well, well they look at Suns. it and they go they go, man, they need to re-sign Joe Johnson in order to really make a <laughs> make a jump here. So
0: That would that would create waves across national media. Then all of a sudden the Suns would be playoff contenders, yeah. I'm sure. I
1: haven't I haven't seen that
0: article come off come across the Athletic yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well then let's jump into one last article. So, I'll ask you, Espo, who are the Suns going to trade Devin Booker to this season since there are so many teams that they could possibly trade him to?
1: Oh, I just... why, Why... Can this story just die already? Like... I thought, oh, he signed the contract extension. Like, we're not going to have to deal with this talk. Until the words, I do not want to be in Phoenix, come out of Devin Booker's mouth, nobody should write about this stupid topic. And I'm not saying that those words couldn't come out of his mouth this season at some point, but uh, until it happens, just cut it out with this crap. He's not going anywhere He has not expressed he wants to go anywhere. I genuinely believe that if they win 34 games, he will be happy because he sees the path to success. And if DeAndre Ayton takes that next step and, and, you know, Monty Williams is the actual good version of what we thought we might get with Earl Watson, if that makes any sense. (laughs) That uh, makes perfect sense. Then... Uh, then this will be a, a non starter. There will be no reason that Devin Booker wants to leave Phoenix. In fact, I I think he winds up attracting somebody to come here before he ever considers to leave. I think that's more of a a likelihood. I think Carl Anthony Towns asks out of Minnesota before Devin Booker asks out of Phoenix. Like I, I just I don't get the fascination with with this Devin Booker is going to ask out of Phoenix, and then in the same breath, a lot of these same people are saying Devin Booker's a good stats on a bad team guy. I I just I don't. The whole thing is just confusing to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, the extension was signed. He has he he's expressed that he he wants to be here by signing the extension. In the very least, and and yeah, until he says that he doesn't want to be here. Let's 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 drop the crap. Let's drop the crap too. Of, well, if they don't win, you know, in the next three years, fine. If they don't win the next three years, he wants to be traded, wants to be traded. Maybe it'll happen this year, like you said it could. It could happen at any time for any player, for any number of reasons. And ultimately it's just a waste of breath. And it goes back to it goes back to I feel like I feel like there's this this I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but there's this feeling amongst people that are out there writing about sports, who perhaps are sitting there going, "What can we do to, you know, amp up stir something up about? Pot? Yeah, stir the pot. Let's let's go and say something about Devin Booker. Let's say he's a bad, a, a good stats, bad team guy. Let's say he gets empty stats. What are empty stats anyway? If you're averaging twenty seven points a game in the NBA or whatever he averaged last year, I'm sorry, I'm in front of me, and you're doing it on a reasonably efficient basis, and you're improving your. Playmaking ability. Are your stats really empty? What's an empty stat? I mean, okay, maybe what, maybe what, like, I don't know, when you're losing by 30 and you have a 12th man come in and he scores 10 points. Like, if, 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 what's the guy's name that fucking came in and stole Devin Booker's 60 point game? I already forgot his Jimmer? name. Jimmer? If Jimmer came in and we were down by like 20 and he scored 30 points instead of just scoring four on like one of nine shooting when it was Jimmer time for no apparent reason. Uh, and he got 30 points, yeah, those are empty points. But Devin Booker's stats are not empty stats because whether Suns win a game or whether they lose a game, his stats are contributing to the outcome. And whether they're down a lot, fine. But when they're, when they're winning games, his stats are a lot of times the reasons why they're doing that. Does that makes yeah, sense? It
1: just, yeah, there's no... You can't say that his stats are, are meaningless when you put a G League roster around him. Like, that's not that's not fair to the guy. Now if if they go out and now that they have a serviceable NBA roster around him and they win 19 games and he's still doing that, well maybe there's an argument. I don't know, but like it's just it, the whole thing is let's try to make uh, get people fired up over uh, over something that really has no uh, intrinsic value to it. There's a, there's nothing that that, that holds weight about a lot of it and it, it's crazy to me there's there's as much chance that the Suns decide to move on from devin booker as devin booker decides he wants to move on from the Suns, and neither are, are very likely but they they both <laughs> probably have the same uh, amount of possibility to it uh, but it, you, it's just it, until they start winning some games we're going to continue to see this kind of crap because it's the only way to make uh, make a franchise that's been as bad as they've been interesting. I mean, it's that or you find out that your owner let a goat crap in your general manager's office. <laughs> like, those are, those are the two kind of things that that become interesting when you have a dumpster fire. It's either uh, the the reasons the the inside workings of why it's so dysfunctional, or the controversial <laughs> stuff of uh, oh a guy might yeah, want out so because it's so bad. Yeah, like. Like I mean, that's that's what is is going to be interesting about this team around, uh, you know, around the league at this point. So hopefully they turn the tide by, you know, winning and and having a a few decent sized win streaks this year, and we can put all this in the past. Matt Moore, um, I don't know uh, if you guys follow him on Twitter, HP
2: Basketball. Nope. Um, he's actually a really good follow. Okay. Um, but he. And he's one of the most objective guys out there, in my opinion. He just did, um, like, a pretty deep, pretty big deep dive into Booker, um, kind of going through, like, the different things that he's seeing in, like, his game and, like, how he's improved, where he, uh, you know, isn't doing as great and whatnot. It's, it's a really, really good little Twitter thread there, and he'll probably uh, – Come out with. I think he's going to come out with an article about that as well. Justin, you would like him because he's a uh, big into gambling.
0: Why would I like that, Paul?
2: Your friend would like Thank that. You.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I, I'll just say that basically, he had to consult his physician because his love. Affair of Devin Booker and the Suns lasted more than four hours on Twitter the other day, and they, uh, and it was actually entertaining and refreshing to see somebody not just basing it off of a, a few things that they read, but actually watching film and breaking it down and going. This guy does a lot of things that when you get into a playoff series, when you're playing winning basketball, will uh, will translate and will translate well. Like uh, that w- that was refreshing to see.
0: And I think that's one of my gripes with a lot of the national media stuff when it comes to Booker and the Suns in general is you can absolutely 100 percent tell that 95% of the guys that are out there writing stuff that are that are negative articles about the team or Booker or any Maybe other watch players, don't watch the Suns at all.
1: Don't no, watch it, the all, Suns. it all stems from that Celtic 70-point game. And if you want to be mad at somebody, if you're a national media member, be mad at Earl Watson for mm-hmm. the crap he pulled to, to, to give him that opportunity. Don't be mad at the player for going out there uh, and taking advantage of a situation that he's put in, it was not his fault that Earl Watson decided to make a joke of of that situation and the way he managed a clock in, in a game that that uh, that they were out of. Uh, so I uh, don't hold it against against him. Look at look at the situation he was put in, and no player is going to go well. Uh, you know, I'm out here. My coach put me out here. He's, he's doing these things, but I'm not going to shoot. I'm just going to hold this ball. I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to kill clock. Like, no, a guy's going to go out there and take advantage of it. He's going to play and do what he does. I mean, I, I don't know how you hold that against a guy for going out there and doing what he's paid to do.
0: And you know, if he would have gone out there and done what you're just saying, you know, national media would be like, well, look, he doesn't get, he doesn't even care. He could have scored 70. And he just held the ball, and he started burning clock and didn't care. And I mean, he doesn't have the future feel like it's, instinct. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, if you're Devin Booker at this point. And, you know, unfortunately, right, wrong, or indifferent, I'll say it's wrong, but that really won't change until the Suns start winning games. Which yeah, and I mean, once, once it does, I mean, I think that switch will
2: flip very quickly. Cause I think there's, I guess, you know, there's a lot of people kind of piling on right now, but I don't know how much of it is like more just like, Oh, I want to get my jokes in versus, Oh, I actually truly believe this. And, but, and whereas then once he like actually has a good team
0: around him, they're like, Oh yeah, I've, I've been a fan of books since he was a rookie. And you know what? <laughs> I feel like if the Suns start winning, they're going to be one of the most hated teams in the NBA, and I love that concept. His booker is a dick. I love... Is he? I
1: mean, he's, he's got swag, man. It's just
2: swag. I mean, he's not Kobe, but...
1: Honestly, I'm fine with it, because we've gone through being the, lov- the, the, mm-hmm. the lovable darlings in the NBA, and it got you nothing. So you might as well embrace being the bad guys for once and go out there and do something. I'm all for... Having, uh, having a guy that's hated by other fans and being that swagger team. Uh, if you could be what the Spurs were for, for a decade, uh, most other cities did not like the Spurs. In particular, we knew that well uh, about as well as anybody in Phoenix. If you can be that group for, for other cities, I'm fine with that. I would love to have a guy that they boo every time he goes into another city. You don't have to have the lovable superstar. Uh, that's fine with me.
0: And, and I think, too, when we look at Suns fans, and again, maybe this is limited to the Twitterverse, but if the Suns start winning, oh, we're going to be such a lovely, obnoxious group. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so fun.
2: Until th- we start cannibalizing ourselves because we're like expecting too much. Well, Paul, <laughs> why you gotta, Why can't you just let us be obnoxious
0: as, as one?
2: Oh, those, one, that one first, like once great. we like start getting good when they still don't have expectations yet. Oh, yeah, they're going to hate us.
1: I'm excited for it because then there'll be 44 Suns podcasts rather than the 34 we yes. have right now. So.
0: Well, I might even make a spin-off podcast. I don't know. You're just gonna go call and coward
2: on us and just talk just, just me. by
0: yourself. Here's an hour of me ranting about the Phoenix Suns. You should just really go into your that whole be Maybe. the skip Bayless of the Suns of Suns Twitter. Yeah, I should do that. I'm cl- I'm close as it is. I feel <laughs> you I'm just are. like it's, it's you just like a couple more things to make me snap. Justin's just <laughs> gonna have a complete disconnect. To be a different person. <laughs>
1: I feel like once, once every three months, we should be forced to like spin a wheel and just randomly switch co-hosts on all the all these shows, <laughs> just to like make people that 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 have awkward relationships out of all these groups have to work together. Uh, <laughs> I can think of a few guys that uh, that I work a, with and a few guys on other shows that would uh, make for interesting pairings. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I yeah, I, we're I, just ignored. I love that idea. We hey, we're we're just here under the radar. We're like the we're like the oh, it's them. Yeah, yeah. nah. Yeah. They, I want anything that about makes things awkward 90s.
1: and entertaining. You know, I just I, I couldn't I couldn't care less. Like we're all we do that just fine. It, you know? So like whatever. Like I, I a lot of people get bent out of shape with it. I'm like. I'm just having fun here. I don't I don't care. Like <laughs> you wanna start a war, let's go. Well, why not? Let's have fun with it. It's fine with me.
0: I have for me I hop on Twitter once every like four days and just do it for like an hour. And that's when everything that I I, I spit out comes out. Other than that, I'm kind of just hanging around. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Hence the we haven't done this in three weeks thing. Anyway, so we had more f- important things. I-, I feel like I feel like we've done we've, we've we've done a good job tonight voicing our frustrations with media. <laughs> this has been kind of therapeutic.
1: It has been but nice. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. I- I'm glad you invited me over for this group therapy session.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, people, people out there, are like we're going to save this one because yes, we've been we responding to the things you guys have been saying. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the, the basketball tournament that's going on right now. I know maybe people do or do not know about because uh, it's on at awkward hours and Team USA has nobody really interesting there. But the Suns have some players out there, and that's the was how do you pronounce it? Is it the FIBA World Cup, is that right? Is that- yeah, yeah, FIBA.
1: Okay, Mr. FIBA. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I'm glad and that I'm the you. I'm glad that the, uh, the the U.S. fielded the ninth best team in the Eastern Conference to go over there and represent us. So. That's
0: actually I, I saw that I, I can't remember where I saw that today, but somebody was somebody brought up the question: Would this team, would Team USA, compete for an NBA title? No. <laughs> <laughs> no i'd agree well that was a quick topic right there we don't need to talk too much more about <laughs> yeah, that. Which yeah isn't good, just...
1: which isn't good for boston celtics fans because i think like a third of the <laughs> roster are celtics so yeah
0: yeah, yeah. It, it is it is kind of like boston far east right now if you will since yeah. they're playing in china and it was
2: it was very interesting to watch like everybody they didn't have to make cuts because everybody just backed out just like, okay, this is just everybody who's still here. I think they had to promote a couple guys from the select team. Just everybody to fill that's it out. still
0: actually interested. Um, have either of you guys watched much or any of the FIBA world cup? Have you seen any of our boys? Ricky Mostly Rubio just highlight Aaron reels. Baines? Yeah. Same here. I,
1: can somebody explain to me the Aaron Baines love affair that's going on? Uh, like th- there's a weird obsession already with this guy with Suns fans and, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I just have not been indoctrinated into, uh, into this group yet, but, uh, the, there seems to be irrational love for Aaron Baines.
2: I think it's a little bit of, he's one of those guys that does the little things. Um, and it's, and he's also like super tough, which is something the sons haven't really had. So I think there's a little bit, there's well, there's a lot bit of, I think Aaron Baines is going to come in and that toughness is going to rub off on Aiton and that'll help bring Aiton to the next level that he needs to be, particularly on the defensive end. That's a lot of what kind of everybody's seeing in there. But I think Baines, I think Baines is one of those guys who the fan bases of the teams he's on love him because he just goes and goes hard and doesn't back down. And he's so the Suns are looking for, or Suns fans are looking forward to having that guy. I think it's slightly reminiscent of maybe like a PJ Tucker ish kind of thing, just from like a motor and whatnot. I maybe not
0: attitude per se, but You just sounded like a weird like bad Nike slash Gatorade commercial. He goes. He, he goes, goes hard and goes he hard. doesn't back down. Just do it.
1: Great. So so we officially have our uh completely irrational uh, uh guy that did, did for this season in this Suns team. Uh he's the Elliot Sox Perry and the Hiroshio Yamas. There'll be there'll be kids a decade from now that uh, that remember Aaron Baines as a uh, lovingly as a Phoenix Sun. I now understand. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well and and you know, I'll say It's the hair. The the hair. I think it is a lot of the toughness. And maybe maybe it's, maybe it's the more rational side of it is the toughness part because I, I I am looking forward to seeing him toughen up this team a little bit. I mean, I think Aiton having to go against him in practice on a regular basis is certainly going to be helpful. Um, the dude's also just built like a brick shithouse, man. Uh, I, I, watching one of the exhibition games against the U.S., I can't remember who was driving to the lane. It was a fast break. Aaron Baines was the only guy back. Baines just stopped right outside, of the, right outside of the restricted area, held his ground. The dude bounced off of him. trying And, and like, it was almost like a situation where you expect a guy to kind of take a charge. Baines just stood there, kind of swatted him aside like a fly. The, referee, the guy went down, looked up at the referee. The referee just kind of like shrugged at him, and Australia yeah. went back up the court. <laughs> like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking forward to seeing out of, out of him. Um, I saw he boxed somebody out in one of those games, too, with like, what literally looked like a football stiff arm. There's no body on him. He just, he just reached out and shoved him off. I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's entirely legal, but Hey, it seemed effective.
2: I think there's a little bit as well that there are some strong personalities in sons, Twitter who are from Australia. Oh, that's true. That is very true. So they have more of a exposure to him and a just nationalistic, uh, Appeal to root for him.
0: Yeah, and the Suns do have a odd number of like Australian fans. We had an odd number, but more than I would expect. I mean, our our this podcast in general, our second highest percentage of listeners outside of the United States comes from Australia. Yeah, which I don't know was surprising to me, but. I mean, sure, it's probably seven people, but whatever. It's fine.
1: (laughs) It's still still a surprising number. Hey, and there's only nine in the U.S., so, I mean, that's a win, right?
0: (laughs) Whoa, Espo. 12. Come on, man. We're in double digits. It took us three
1: years. (laughs) Um, I I love the show, and I love the energy, guys. Come on.
0: Hey, thank you.
1: You guys guys will appreciate this, speaking of – well, first off, I think part of my uh, my hesitancy in buying into Aaron Baines is I still remember the pain that Luke Longley, uh, another mm. Australian big man, uh, caused me at one point. So that's probably why I was like
2: supposed to be a star.
1: This is James true. isn't supposed to be a star. That's very true, but uh, I don't remember details. I just remember hurt. So, uh, but you guys will appreciate this. I, as I, as I've mentioned a few times, I am in Boston for, for a work conference, and I am attending a uh, a session at this conference by Joe Courtney. Now, do you guys remember the name Joe Courtney?
2: I it is I do on the tip of my tongue I do
1: remember that name but I don't remember contact 90 context. Suns big man Joe Courtney I believe number 40 is what he wore and uh I was scrolling through the the sessions I could go to and one of them was uh Winning, like, champ building a championship culture at work. And I'm like, what's this? And I see Joe Courtney. I go, I don't care what this is about. I'm going <laughs> to so I can walk up to him after and go, I watched you when I was a kid in Phoenix. Yeah,
2: are you 100% sure it's the actual Joe
1: Courtney and not
2: just yes, some I'm other sure. random dude? It's said
1: former NBA player Joe Courtney and then and, and gave his bios. So, did I, he I, actually I, win a championship? Uh, I believe he did uh, as a like fifteenth <laughs> guy on somebody's roster, but I uh, I quickly put in a call to uh, a, a few of the people I know that have been with the Suns organization for years and went. Anybody got any Joe Courtney memorabilia that I can uh, <laughs> randomly spring on this guy at uh, at this conference? And uh, I was quickly told, no, that was all. Uh, all <laughs> Joe Courtney that memorabilia was, wasn't made. <laughs> Yeah, all those jerseys were repurposed for other players within seconds of him leaving. (laughs)
0: Like, no, we we sold out of all, yeah, sold out of all. Let's see, Joe Courtney, Phoenix Suns, 1993-94, played 33 games, averaged 3.1 points and less than one of everything else. But he had an effective field goal percentage of fifty one point three percent. Which is Great. he number forty? Was I right on that? He was number forty.
1: Thank you. Look at that. God, look
0: at this guy. I, got I thought I had, had stupid
2: information
1: in my brain. Wow. That that's not even more the more stupidest more information I have in my brain about ninety Suns basketball, so <laughs> gentlemen, it is it is one fifteen where I am. I think I, I think I'm going to uh play the role of saying I think it's time to wrap this one up.
0: I was just going to say we should wrap this up, and you know what? We are contractually obligated to take one more break, so let's do that, and then we'll wrap it up. (laughs) So since it is Espo's bedtime, we will go ahead uh, and—and we have nothing else to talk about, frankly. I think we did a good job actually talking for 50 minutes about stuff that's actually related to Phoenix Suns, so kudos to us. Mostly thanks to Espo, I would I would go out on a limb and say. But yeah, if it wasn't for Espo, I don't know if we would have recorded.
1: You're <laughs> thank welcome. You for that, sir. You're welcome, he's like, Internet.
0: He's like, I could also be sleeping right now. So on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Espo, thank you so much, man, for coming on. We've enjoyed it. It's always enjoyable to chat with you, hang out with you, whether it's in person or over the internet across thousands of miles, but it has been a pleasure.
1: I, I look yep. forward to getting my cut of the $0.12 cents of uh, advertising uh, money <laughs> you're
0: making. So
1: thank you for having me on as well.
0: Oh, thank you for overestimating the advertising yeah. revenue. I'll, I'll buy you a, uh, a soda from Circle K. Oh, you're getting more than $0.12 <laughs> cents then, dude. Look at that. You're you're, you're getting paid this week, <laughs> 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 All a right. A small soda. A small soda. I'll, g- I'll get you a sample
2: of a pretzel at Auntie Anne's.
1: I think I'm still working off the uh, seventy some odd dollars worth of pizza we uh, got in uh, on Vegas. Uh, probably owe you about twenty more uh, guest spots on this show. So
0: I, I still can't fathom how we bought that much pizza. But hey, we you know must what we have did? Other way pizza. to go! Way to go, us! Way to go, us! And I'll say us because I don't want the person that did that to get all the credit for it because it's embarrassing. All right. On that note, as always. You can you can catch us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Sosa's Jay Paul. I'm still at Dervish of World. And Espo is at Espo. I'll say it for you, Espo because I don't want you to mess it up because it's getting late over there. You might be a little loopy. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And until next time, thanks for listening. Depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. See you soon. Just